This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You're just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by Klein's Jewelry. My Bookie and Skywonder Pyrotechnics. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world! Welcome in to another edition of Moneyline on a beautiful Sunday morning, week five. In studio with the statistician, I'm honored to call him my friend, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? We got a beautiful Sunday. We slayed our picks last week. Are you ready to do it again, my man? Let's kill it. All those picks you can find at Jordan PFX. And behind the glass, I don't even know how to introduce him no more because he keeps us so hyping here. Every Sunday for two hours, leading you up to kickoff, getting those beers cold, getting them ready. Camp! What's up, fellas? You know, just living life. I got my radio boo in studio today, so it's going to be a great one. The radio boo. None other than this week, we are honored to have her in studio. What's up, Holly? What's up, guys? I'm excited to be here with y'all. Well, it's going to be a turn of time this this whole Sunday. The next two hours, we're going to be bringing it to you live. We killed last week, 713-780-ESPN. Or you can tweet us at Moneyline97.5 anytime during the show, and we'll try to get to all your questions. So what do you want to get to first, Jerry? You want to talk about some of, some of the hits we had from last week? Is there a play that you had last week that's, that you're the most proud of, one that you're really excited about? All right, let's talk about Fantasy Cash and... I guess we have to start with Mitch Trubisky, right? Because this is something we've been waiting for the whole season. We wanted him to be this, and we thought the offense was going to be that. And finally, finally, he ripped it for 43 and a half fantasy points. Man, he was amazing. That was one of my put-your-name-on-its last week was Allen Robinson. I said he would score his first touchdown of the year, so I'm really happy that actually happened. Man, I wish I would have said, hey, Trubisky's going to throw for six touchdowns. I'd be looking a lot cooler up here if I would have said that. But, hey, we'll still take it. We knew the Bears were going to put up some serious fantasy points last week. Another one on your list ended up being top 11 scorer for the week. Maybe the most surprising guy. James White, and you were all over him, man. Eight rushes for 44 and a touchdown, and he in the air, he was also uh, extremely dangerous. Eight for 68 and also a score. No doubt about it, man. He's been fantastic all year, and a guy I'm really digging to is Sony Michelle. So, man, anything out of that Patriots backfield is really coming through. That was one of my plays this week with Sony Michelle. So, man, Tom Brady, he's pretty good at throwing the running backs. You might want to get those guys in your lineup. It's good to see where these teams are actually going, and we spoke about it at the beginning of the year. The season's long. Just because someone started as the so-called lead back in a Brenner back by committee field doesn't mean that they will end that way. And now we're seeing that Justin Michelle with it looks like he's going to be that guy. No doubt about it. One of the other guys I was really excited about last week was Sterling Shepard. How many times did we mention his name last week? He was fantasy cash, baby. Not only did he score, he got a two-point conversion. I think he ended up catching like 10 passes, too. So he was amazing. We knew the matchup, right? Saints are terrible on defense against receivers, especially against the number two wide receiver, which is why Odell Beckham didn't go bananas last week. So Sterling Shepard's a guy we're going to talk about again this week, see if we like him quite as much as we did last week when we get to that a little later in the show and another one i wanted to get to hopefully i don't get punched Corey davis from tennessee he went off last week <laughs> against the eagles he he was going off and he ended up for with 161 and a touchdown and 15 targets that's what stood out to me and, and I, i'm just hoping i don't get punched right now yeah what did you say about their cornerback what you wanted to do to him holly did you say leave him at the stadium or something like oh, that like, I hope he falls out of his car when he was walking into practice on Monday and, like, sprains an ankle. Nothing serious. But, like, come on. I was like, the whole entire secondary can walk home. 
That, that was unbelievable. That was I didn't awful. really, I did not see that coming. Uh, Corey Davis is a guy we probably need to talk about later this week after he did that. We'll see if he can repeat that again. I believe he's got Buffalo this week. Uh, so that'll be definitely something to keep an eye on. What about the, the fantasy trash, maybe, Jerry? Is there anybody? For me, Mike Williams of the Chargers, like I thought he was going to have a big game, man. I, you know, I was I was pumping him. He was starting to really show something. Two out of his first three games, he had over 80 yards receiving with Phil Rivers, and then he comes out and just nothing. It looks like Tyrell Williams even got more targets than him. And yeah, exactly, Cam, you said it right there. So he's a guy that uh, you know maybe we pull back on Mike Williams a little bit. He's he's a little hard to trust. We'll, we'll have to kind of watch him as the season goes along. As for me. Whenever you put this guy in your lineup, you have to be in a certain state of mind. You have to you have to get gronked up. And I tried to get gronked up last week, and it just didn't work out. I was all over him. He was highly owned, and just four catches for 44 is on seven targets. Now, I do know that he maybe is nursing the, the injuries and stuff, but it just didn't work out. No, I think it's an ankle or something like that. And, and they were just massacring the Dolphins, so I don't think there was a whole, like a really good reason to keep him in the game and push it since they blew them out. That's going to be an interesting to keep, you know, thing to keep your eye on with the Patriots is like Chris Hogan. Is he dead? You know, I don't think you know. Can, you can't start he's him dead anymore. To me. Yeah, he's dead to me. You can't start him anymore. Josh Gordon finally got in the end zone, so that was a good thing to see. I pushed Edelman a little bit this week, and I think he got like seven or eight catches. So he didn't kill you in a PPR. Of course, he did drop a couple passes that would have really helped him out if he would have held on to those. So I think Edelman's a guy you can probably roll with going forward. And, uh, man, Sony Michelle, I'm really excited about him. He should be a guy you're probably starting every week, so keep that in mind. Uh, anybody else you can think of, either cash or trash, that comes to mind that we need to hit on? Well, Drew Brees, we, speak about, we spoke about him preseason coming into the year, how his numbers last year weren't what they were supposed to be, uh, what we were traditionally used to, that, that for sure 20, 25-point guy. I mean, whenever Brees is throwing up 8.6 points, it's, it's terrible. And yeah. It gets to a point where he was an every day, every week starter. It was a when something when you have those names or when you did have him and his you know when he was going off as far as fantasy relative relevancy, you auto started him. You never questioned it. But now it comes to a point where if you have a, a decent guy on your bench with a decent matchup, do we sit Breeze? And with Mark Ingram coming back this week, yeah. you know, you got to think that they might run the ball in the red zone a little bit more. Obviously, Kamara's been fantastic, but, you know, we saw Michael Thomas take a little bit of a step back. And I don't know why it is, but it seems like those games were like a month ago to me for some reason, last Sunday's games. I guess because, <laughs> you know, we already had Thursday night football and all that. But, yeah, I think Breeze is a guy that, yeah, maybe sell high on him. You know, if you have, maybe you drafted like Matt Ryan in the ninth or 10th round, or, you know, you took a flyer really late on Pat Mahomes and you have both him and Breeze on your roster. You know, maybe you took Phillip Rivers really late as a backup and you think you could get better at, you know, receiver or running back. Maybe he's a guy you think about moving. Um, I will say one other fantasy cash that I'd like to talk about a guy that I've been on basically every week, and that was Will Fuller, man. He came through again, and I don't think there's been a game, I'm pretty sure about this, that he's played with Deshaun Watson where he hasn't caught a touchdown. So I know he's missed some games with injury, and he even left this game against uh, the Colts injured, but he still got in the end zone. He still had a nice game for you, and then Kiki QT kind of took over after he left the game. So I think QT's a guy we'll have to look at going into the Cowboys game tonight. I think Fuller's supposed to play I'm going to give everybody a little bit of caution. This is Sunday night football game. If they end up inactive, you better have another option either in the Sunday night game as well or in Monday night football or, you know, you might be starting a guy that's not playing. Also, during this hour, the second segment, we will be having Chris Tubbs on from That Fantasy Show on SB Nation. He's on weekly on Tuesdays for an hour, 7 to 8 Central Standard Time, and he's going to be on coming to talk about NFC North. He is a big Vikings fan, and he's really been into that division, so I'm curious of what he's got to say. Yeah, that'll be very interesting. I, I'm a little curious, too. It's, you know, the Vikings have a big matchup this week, so yeah. we'll definitely preview that with him. Uh, Holly, we'll do a cash for you. Is there a play this week where you're like, man, I came through on that one. I called it. And any play that sticks out in your mind that you got right this week? Um, yeah, 
Dallas, the Dallas and Detroit, uh, it was Detroit, I believe, that they played last week. I nailed that one. So I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That one came through. And I think Holly will preview this a little bit, but she might be liking the Cowboys tonight as well. So we'll we'll get to that a little bit later. I think we're going to hit the the Texans conversation a little later in the show, guys, than we normally do because, as we know, they're playing on Sunday night football, so we don't have to get you our plays right away early in the show this week. So we'll probably preview that one a little bit later. But, yeah, definitely look for that NFC North preview coming up next with Chris Tubbs. It'll be exciting to get him in here. Such a big game for the for the hometown, for the rivalry, as they call it. I mean, some don't look at it like that, but let's be real. Around every lunch table at your job, people will talk Cowboys, Texans, and the talk is done, and let's let's get it on. You know, let's go. And we were talking about this before the show. Obviously, not everybody listening is a Longhorns fan, but really big win for Texas this week. Astros come Woo! through again, win their second game. So for me, obviously, you know, I'm an Astros fan. I, I went to Texas, so yesterday was a great day for me. I would love to finish the weekend with the Texans beating the Cowboys. You're like the, your best life yeah, yeah, over the, there. Huh? Exactly. That's a good way. I need <laughs> to go buy a lot of tickets. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's a really exciting one to look forward to tonight. And all the bookie busters out there that follow that movement, that Khabib, we uh, cashed out big last night, and it was good to see that. So the, the, we're, we're living good. We're living our best lives around here. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, dude, that was crazy. Breaking news. News flash. Yeah, from time to time. Nate Burleson just messaged me and said he wants to call in and talk Texans or any, well, he said or Eagles, but this is a big game tonight. He said. Ooh, so that might be a little tease. We might get Nate Burleson in here a little bit later, guys. Stay tuned. All right, Andrew, what do you got? All right, what's up, guys? It's a beautiful Sunday here. And thankfully, the injury news this week is not nearly as bad as it was last week. So starting off at the QB position. There's not really any injury news of note. Aaron Rodgers going through the same stuff, but he's actually off the injury report this week. Russell Wilson was taken off at the end of the week, so we're good to go. At just basically everyone you would expect to see at that position, they're going to be good to go. Running backs, if you're not named Josh Jordan, we've got plenty of good news for you this week. <laughs> Joe Mixon, he's active after his arthroscopic knee surgery. Giovanni Bernard's out, so expect Mixon to come in Ooh. and get plenty of carries right away. I really like him this week. Me too. Devontae Freeman, he's active. That's gonna, It's going to be a difficult situation between him and Tevin Coleman. They're going to split the carries. And with him, I would be really careful. He aggravated his PCL injury, which is something he suffered all the way back in last season. And that's a knee injury that really tends to linger, especially with football athletes. It creates a lot of residual instability in the knee. And that's something that in football just isn't a good thing. In a contact sport like football, you're going to get a lot of contact that re-aggravates that knee injury. So that's something I would expect to monitor if you have him on your team every single week. I know he's active this week and he participated in practice, but that's something you're going to have to keep a very close eye on because it's just going to be a week-to-week situation with him. And then, Josh, your boy, Leonard Fournette, I'm sorry, but his his hamstrings seem to be made of string cheese this year. (laughs) So he's going to be out anywhere from two to six weeks. They said on the MRI that it is not any worse than the injury he initially suffered, but... The issue with him and the issue with really most hamstring injuries is anyone who's had one is going to tell you when he tries to go full speed, his hamstring just catches. And until he gets to the point where he can go full speed without any issues, he's not going to start. And at this point, you know, hamstring injuries, they're very, very touch and go. It's very, really variable on when he's going to come back. So at this point, according to the coaches and everything I've read, it's anywhere in that two to six week window. And I'd expect towards the latter side of that just because they're going to want to be careful with him. On the receiver side, Marquise Goodwin is active. Doug Baldwin is active. Antonio Callaway is active. Amari Cooper is active. For my boy Jerry over there, Ted Ginn Jr. is out. So Cam Meredith might get Cam! a whole three targets this game. John Ross is out. Randall Cobb is out. And this is an interesting one yeah. because this means that with him out and Geronimo Allison is questionable. We'll have news on him later once we get confirmation whether he's going to play or whether he's not. Yeah, it's a concussion for him. Yeah, yeah. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is someone that you might want to look at um, potentially as a replacement. And then moving over to the tight ends, Jimmy Graham is active. With the uh, injuries that the Packers have at the receiver position, you might see him get a couple extra targets today. Yeah. Evan Ingram's out with a knee injury. Tyler Arford's out for the season. He messed Ooh, up his ankle in practice. nasty. And Greg Olson is out, but this is his last week out. Expect to see him back. And when he's out, don't feel bad at all about starting Devin Funches. I know he, that he's normally a pretty good player regardless, but his stats 
almost always are consistently better whenever Greg Olson's out. He consistently sees more targets. So he's someone that, as long as Olson is out, look to have him in your lineup. That's all I got for you guys right now. I'll be back at the top of the 11 o'clock hour with all the actives and actives. Awesome. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate it, man. And you can find him at Hyped Up Andrew on Twitter. Feel free to reach out to him if you have any questions. Or even during uh, throughout the week, he's, he's real focused on these injuries throughout the week. Man, those are some big ones this week, man. They, they really are. So we'll get into that a little bit and how that affects your team and, and just a little bit on the other side. When we come back, we will have Chris Tubbs on from SB Nation. But before we go to break, I want to give our proud sponsors, Kleins, a big thank you. Diamonds are forever, and they've been around since 1969. They customize in all types of jewelry. Watch Jewelry Repair, all jewelry manufactured in-store. Original custom rings that no one else will have. Go in your jewelry box and bring him a bunch of old stuff that you don't even use no more. He'll make it into a custom piece that no one else carries around. No job too big or too small. He specializes in all types of diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond pendants, diamond earrings, any shape, any size. Don't go to the mall and get that overpriced jewelry. Go to Kleinsworth, family owned and operated since 1969. Mark cares about his customers. Where do you find them? 5668 Westheimer Road, corner of Westheimer and Fountainview, right past the Galleria, that overpriced Galleria. Five minutes down the road, you get a better price, better deal. And what better to talk to the owner, the guy that wants you to get the best thing that you can. He wants to make you happy. Call him right now on his personal number, 832-316-1388. That's Mark's personal number, and he wants you to call him and tell him exactly what it is that you're looking for. He cares about his customers. Uh, One more time, 832-316-1388. Or you can also visit ClientsJewelry.com. Tell him Moneyline975 sent you. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Coochie down to the socks like I'm Biggie Papa. Keep your girl in my Tommy boxes. But when it doubt, she is silly. Cause she know the friggin' style can't play it out. She don't get nothing from a doubt. But she get his heart, get some cherry out. Kinda send it out, but I never count. Better put him in a dark with the penny loud. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Klein's Jewelry. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-ESPN to get in on the show, or you can tweet us at Moneyline975 anytime during the show, and we'll get to any of your questions. But right now, let's get down to business of the NFC North. Let me present to you the host of That Fantasy Football Show on SB Nation every week, every Tuesday, 7 to 8, Central Standard Time. Chris Tubbs, what's going on, my friend? What's going on, Jabo? Nice to, nice to be playing on this side of the building. And we're glad to have you. We've been waiting to have you on. We, uh, he's a huge Vikings fan. He's got a lot, a lot of good insight on that division. And we're just ready to jump in and see what it is that you think about it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Which one we, should we start with? Do we want to start with the big one of the day? Do we want to go Vikings-Eagles to three, 325 kickoff? Let's, let's just get right into it. Uh, give us a little preview. What are, you, what are you expecting out of this one, Chris? Well, I think you're looking at two teams that are pretty similar right now because they're both struggling with the running game. Uh, They're going to have to rely a lot on the passing game. So you look at that, too, offensively, defensively, a lot of similarities as well. The Eagles have done a better job of getting to the quarterback than the Vikings have. But there are a lot of problems in the secondary with both these teams. So they're both very vulnerable to, to the passing game. I think one thing right now that you're looking at, guys, the question right now for the Vikings, it revolves around Dalvin Cook. He's testing his hamstring. It doesn't sound like he's going to play. They're not optimistic about it, but they're going to try and give it a go. If he doesn't play, that means it's going to be a lot of Latavius Murray, which means there's going to be no Latavius Murray. That makes sense, (laughs) because that's what we saw in the game against Buffalo. Dalvin Cook was out, and maybe it was part of the game script, but you saw there was a lot of Kirk Cousins. And I think the same thing when you've got Darren Sproles inactive on the other side. Corey Clements been a, a little banged up. Jay Ajahi, Doug Peterson, he uses his backs in a committee. So to me, it's really hard to figure out from a fantasy perspective what running back do you want to play in this game. So to me, this is a game that's all about Carson Wentz. It's about Kirk Cousins. It's about Stephon Diggs. 
about Adam Thielen. It's about Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, Kyle Rudolph, Nelson Aguilar. So quarterbacks and wide receivers are what I'm playing. I'm staying away from either one of the running backs. Interesting. Uh, as far as points scored, looks like the over-under is around 48. Do we expect this to be a point explosion of a game? or I take the over. You think so? I, w- I, would, ta- I would take the over. Uh, because you've got on paper, and again, I go back to a week ago Thursday when the Vikings were playing in Los Angeles against what was on paper one of the top three defenses in the NFL in the L.A. Rams, and the Vikings went toe-to-toe with them. So the Vikings are going to put up points, and right now, since the second half of that game against New Orleans in the NFC Divisional Series, uh, division round last year, guys, that Vikings defense has not been the same. There's been a lot of, of mistakes and miscoverages. Trey Waynes is going to be out with a concussion. You don't yeah. have Everson Griffin. Uh, so the Vikings, are, are they've got some issues on defense. I would definitely take the over. I think you're looking at a, another you know 31 to 28 sort of game. The guy that worries me a little bit is Alshon Jeffrey because I, I, think, I think Xavier Rhodes is going to be on him almost exclusively, at least outside. What, what do you think about that? Is, could that be a, a tough day for Alshon? I think historically you look at how Xavier Rhodes has done against number one wide receivers and, and A.J. Green and a Mike Thomas and guys like that, and he's done really well. But again, there's just something is off against in this Minnesota secondary, and even though I'm a Vikings fan, until I can see something with them that gives me confidence, I would right now lean towards Alshon Jeffrey. Last week he had that shoulder issue, and then he was, uh, you know, the illness. It didn't seem to, to slow him down in that loss against Tennessee. But I, I would trust these wide receivers on both sides before I would trust the defenses of either one of them, if, if that makes sense. Because Xavier Rhodes, when he's good, he's good. But when he's making mistakes, they are big, big plays. Tubbs, what's going on, man? So say you're playing daily fantasy. Obviously you have to budget around your team because you have positions to fill with the money that you have. Diggs and Thielen are all way above average receivers that are going to cost you a lot. Good chance you're not going to get both unless you're just going to have a really boo-boo player at another position. Mm-hmm. If you're picking one of them, which one do you see having the better game against this Philly defense? Good question, Cam. I, I think right now, if you're looking at a DraftKings because you get one, one point per reception, I'd go Adam Thielen on DraftKings. If you're playing FanDuel, where it's, it's half-point PPR. I think you're looking more at a Stephon Diggs, but you just see the target share. You see that Adam Thielen is, you know, working out of the slide. He he's getting a lot of those shorter receptions where, you know, they like to the, the little digs and the outs with Stephon Diggs are more fifteen to twenty yards down the field. DraftKings I, I like Adam Thielen, but FanDuel I, I could see leaning towards the Stephon Diggs. As far as a gambling play, Jerry, is there any side or over-under, anything you like about this game? I'm going to be huge on that over that he just spoke of. He took it right out of my mouth. Everything he says makes perfect sense, and I expect fireworks. This is one of those games where you can get fantasy goodness for the game surpassing the total rather than going for one of these high totals that never gets there. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay, so I guess start him if you got him, right, with all these wide receivers. So. All right, so you guys want to move on? We feel like we've hit that one enough. Let me talk to him just a little bit about the offensive line itself, though, because I know Riley Lee. What offensive Riley, line? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. They've been battling foot injuries. I know the center's been hurting, or he, he's only got one start under his belt after that offseason shoulder surgery. So what do you see as far as the pressure today? Because the Eagles lead the league in quarterback hits in their third most in uh, pressure rate. So do you see him having a clean pocket? Do you see him having to let the ball go quick to Adam Thielen? Because he does lead the team in under-pressure targets. I, I, th- I think you're looking at a, a one or two second get rid of the football quick. And that's where this is why one of the guys that I think would normally be a, a player, but Kyle Rudolph is going to have to step in and chip. Uh, David Morgan is going to have to step in and chip. Uh, a Mike Boone, a C.J. Ham, a fullback. Vikings are going to have to change their approach a little bit. So I think that's why you're looking more of a wide receiver game. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. I feel like you've got the human turnstile, Matt Khalil. I've got deja vu yeah. back to Matt Khalil playing for this offensive line. So uh, they definitely have issues. I, I think you know, you've got uh, John DeLafippo, the uh, former yeah. quarterback's coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, is the offensive coordinator now for the Minnesota Vikings. So I think that helps understanding those defensive, those blitzing schemes. So I think that will help him ultimately, but I don't think you're looking at him sitting back in the pocket and just going, you know, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. It's got to go one, two, boom, get the ball out of your hands. No doubt about it. All right, this one's another really big game this week. Packers at Lions. You know, Aaron Rodgers is playing through it, but it looks like he's going to be good to go. Devontae Adams is a guy that I'm 
keeping my eye on this week because it looks like he's a little banged up with a calf injury. Got in a limited practice, so I think he may go. I think he'll probably go. Randall Cobb's out. Geronimo Allison, we'll see with the concussion. Um, I kind of like Aaron Jones this week. What do you guys think? I've been a huge fan of Aaron Jones coming into the season. To me, Ty Montgomery's always been a gadget player, especially since they tried to move him back to running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devontae Adams, you had mentioned, has got that calf. He's likely going to go. I'm hearing that Geronimo Allison will not go. Uh, we know that Randall Cobb is out. A guy that, and if you're playing DFS, here's a, a deep dive. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a 6'4", 206-pound rookie out of South Florida. He's going to start at that number two spot uh, opposite Devontae Adams. So if you're looking for somebody that Aaron Jones, if you get into the red zone, or rather Aaron Rodgers is going to get into the red zone, that's a guy that I would look. And I think he's like $3,300 on, on DraftKings. So he is super cheap if you're looking for a little bit of salary relief. But you mentioned Aaron Jones. I love Aaron Jones. He outgained. Like Jamal Williams, he had one more touch, but I outgained him like 87 to 29 last week. What is it going to take Mike McCarthy to realize that your best running back shouldn't get his first touch at the last play of the first quarter? I've been on, on that Aaron Jones bandwagon ever since I saw him play that game last year. I think it was Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. Yeah. And you saw him rip off 100-plus yards, and you're like, this is a guy that can help make that Green Bay offense go. Plus, guys, as well, if they continue to have injuries with the wide receiver, I'd be very curious to see if maybe Green Bay doesn't move Ty Montgomery back to wide receiver and, and maybe open up that, that running game a little bit, and that way maybe you just have a Jamal Williams and an Aaron Jones. Yeah, it might be more two tight end sets this week. You know, if they're that, that hurt in the receiver position, you know, maybe we see Jimmy Graham jump up with the big game, something like that, and run the ball a little more like we're talking about. And Aaron Jones was surprisingly good in the pass blocking. That's what kept him on the field. He actually led that backfield last week in touches, snaps, and, I mean, that's something going forward that I think that we're going to get accustomed to seeing. No doubt. I just Jamal Williams, just sip some Gatorade, hang out on the sideline. We're good. Well, and he know. had his chance for the first two games, and he didn't do anything with it. No. If you're going to have your opportunity, you have to take advantage of it. And Jamal Williams just wasn't able to pull away. So Aaron Jones was a guy that I targeted in a lot of my drafts Me for, for yeah. mid to late round yeah. values. A running back, you kind of you kind of sit and you let him you know, eventually know that midseason, hopefully he'd get a majority of those carries. And All today right. he gets a prime matchup against a team that allows 6.12 yards per carry and the 12th most receiving yards to the position. So you got to like that. On the other side of the ball, I kind of like Golden Tate again this week. He had a big game. What do you guys think about him and uh, Detroit's offense? I like Detroit's offense. I like the way that they're able to spread the ball around. I mean, you could go any one of, of uh, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, who popped up late in the uh, late in the week with that ankle injury, or even Kenny Galladay. But Galladay's targets have gone down a little bit. And guys, believe it or not, you were talking about Golden Tate there, Josh. Last week was the first game in his career that he's had over 100 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> and you think about all the games that he had with yeah, Seattle and, yeah. and before coming over to Detroit. But the thing is, he works out of the slot. I, I really like Marvin Jones when he's healthy. I mean, he was a great number two in Cincinnati. I, I, think, I don't think you can go wrong, guys, with any one of these three wide receivers if you've got him for the Detroit Lions. And I kind of like the Packers' corners. They're They've gotten so much better because they've been hitting that in the draft with their first and second round picks a lot. But I think there's going to be a lot of points to your, you know, to what you were saying, Chris. So I think you're safe with all those guys. The other guy I quickly wanted to get to is Carryon Johnson. It, it seems like anybody with eyeballs is like, man, this guy's good. Why isn't he playing more? But they're still using Blunt. You know, Riddick's always their third down guy. Can you trust Carryon this week? Maybe just as a flyer, maybe an upside flex. I don't know if you can trust him more than that because of the workload. Maybe if you put him as as a flex with maybe if you're looking at running back three value in that flex spot but I mean we know that he's the most explosive look at how he started the game last week and then he's right I mean he should be getting the the no pun intended the the Lions share the carries he really should he became the first two weeks ago he became the first Lions running back with over 100 yards in a game since 2013 that's crazy I'm I'm not a smart guy guys (laughs) I mean I'm from Minnesota I'm a Vikings fan I'm a glutton for punishment but I'm pretty sure that's like five years yeah. So if a guy runs for over 100 yards, wouldn't common sense say, we should probably get this guy the ball? Because they haven't had anybody. I mean, they, Javad Best wasn't that guy. Amir Abdullah, not that guy. Do they finally have their guy, the rookie out Auburn? I think they do. But until Jim Bob Cooter and, and 
uh, Matt Patricia want to go with this fancy running back by committee. Theo Riddick is always going to have a little bit of minimal PPR value, but I'm with you, Josh. I want to see them give him the ball, give him 20 catches, or 20 catch, 20 carries, 20 touches, and you can get a lot of yards from scrimmage. But until they do, he's a he's a flex play at best. I gotcha. It looks like we're about to get up against it. Just in general, Chris. Anybody you really like this week? It doesn't have to be from this division. Just uh, for fantasy, anything you want to give out to the listeners? Somebody, just in, anybody you think might have a big game this week? Well, I, I'm really, I really believe in David Johnson, and I know a lot of people are starting to to poo poo that offense, but you, you really think they look like they had a different pep in their step with, with Rosen, Josh Rosen yeah. rather than Sam Bradford. So I think that you're you're looking at that. I really, really like Matt Breida as well because he's starting to pull away. Yeah. He played 63% of the snaps last week. He's got that shoulder issue. He's starting to pull away from Alfred Morris. So those are a couple guys that I really like in uh, in the backfield, two guys I, I'm high on. Yeah, and to your point, Breida's got the best matchup you can have as a running back this week. So fire him up, guys, as a flex. Breida's got a great matchup. As far as any of those plays, and he actually took those plays right out for me, he, the Arizona, the, the Johnson, I think Arizona outright wins this week, and you'll hear a little bit more about that later. And then that over in the Vikings game is something that I will be all over. And if you want to go bet that, go over to my bookie right now. Football season's here. Let's make these games a lot more interesting. You know, it's not the same without not having a buck on it. So just remember who you're betting on is just as important to who you're betting with. My bookie AG is the online destination to get online on any game. Safe. Reliable business for years. That's why I recommend them. It's hard enough to win a bet, but it's hard enough to get paid from a, just a random guy. Just do it real simple. Just go online, put in your bet. It's within seconds of the game being over, you got your cash and you're already thinking about withdrawing. Easy process. Go on your computer or mobile phone right now and go to mybookie.ag and get your account started. Right now, they'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar. That's right, dollar for dollar. Get it 200 bucks. They're going to give you 200 bucks to beat them. How good is that? Use promo code RADIO right now to activate the offer. Go to MyBookie, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, and don't forget to use promo code RADIO when you create the count. You play, you win, we all get paid, you get paid at MyBookie.ag. All right, we'd like to thank uh, Chris for stopping by, and uh, thanks for joining us, Chris. We, we really enjoyed it, and we'll, uh, we'll catch up with you again later. Anytime, boys, you just let me know. All right, we'll be right back. It's like betting like this, I like betting, Anna. It's like this, and we ain't got no love for those. So just chill to the next episode. Falling back on that Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. Hands in the air, so party over here. Shaking for the man of the year. Met man of the year, met man of the bounce. I see girls everywhere, hands, hands, hands in the air, so party over here, shaking for the man of the year, met man of the year, met man of the bounce. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Klein's Jewelry. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-ESPN. You know what that song means. The man of the hour, the man of week five, my guy, Josh, ADHD. What's going on, man? Jerry Bo, Josh, what's going on, fellas? How are y'all? We're doing great, my man. We're ready for another big week of fantasy. Uh, feels like starting to get a, a better feel for the league. Now we got some some games under our belts. Are you starting to feel a little more confident with what you're seeing every week? Yeah, a little bit, but I'll say this, like with all the injuries starting to hit, everybody's got a questionable tag. Yeah. You know, teams are starting about talk about mixing up the workload a little bit more. That always gives me a little bit of concern going into Sunday. So, you know, it's it, I'm comfortable in some spots. I'm not as comfortable in others. All right. Well, obviously, everybody get your calls in 713-780-ESPN. If you want to ask Josh for some fantasy advice this week, he will help you out, get you in the, the right decisions. You know, Josh, I kind of do this every week with you. I like to get a quarterback I think is kind of cheap and kind of build my team around that. I kind of like me some Derek Carr with a Jordy Nelson stack this week. What, what do you think about that? I like that stack quite a bit. I think Carr is a really, really good low price option. Um, that offense should be throwing the ball plenty. Carr has had a really good success rate throwing the ball so far this season, and I think it's just because of the way that they've structured their offense. It's less downfield stuff. It's a lot closer to the line of scrimmage. 
they're trying to let the wide receivers and the running backs do the work with the yards after the catch. So I really like that play. Uh, one pivot I might look at from there, and it's going to be kind of off the map, is Josh Rosen at 4,700. And I say that because Rosen looked really good last week. Yeah. And some folks might say, well, I'm worried about Mike McCoy. I don't like the way the offense is structured. And I think that's a fair argument. But I think this game has the potential to have a little bit of shootout happen in it today. And if that happens, it's going to be Rosen throwing it to Larry Fitzgerald, throwing it to Christian Kirk. So, I don't know. I kind of like him as a really cheap option this week. I like that. That's very interesting. He did look good last week, and that's actually one of the games I kind of like this week. I actually like Arizona to cover. Um, You know, every week I do like to ask you about defenses because I feel like that's a thing where a lot of people struggle. One of the tips you gave us last week is, you know, you like to find a a defense that's playing at home, which obviously makes a lot of sense. The defense I kind of like this week and it's going to be real popular in Houston, and they're not playing at home, but just because of the price I'm getting them at, I kind of like the Cowboys this week just with how bad the Texans' offensive line has been. What do you think about Dallas playing in Houston tonight on Sunday Night Football? I, I kind of like that call. Dallas has a really, really good pass rush, and they are getting a pass rusher back from suspension this week that should help bolster their rush again. But I will say this about Dallas. They're still missing Sean Lee. And Sean Lee is like the heart and soul of that defense. So I still think Houston will be able to put up quite a few points on this defense. The question is going to be how many sacks can Dallas generate and can they generate any turnovers from the pressure they put on Deshaun Watson? I think you can have both with that defense. So if Dallas has a puncher's chance of getting a defensive score this week, I think you can play them and just kind of lay on the the sacks and, and potential turnovers being their foreplay. So I don't mind it too much. All right. What's a defense that you're you know, putting in a few of your lineups this week? I'm sorry. Say that again. What's a defense that you're placing in a few of your lineups this week? Oh, I'm looking at Cleveland. And, again, they're, they're playing at home. We know that Baltimore likes to throw the ball a lot. And we know Joe Flacco is prone to some mistakes if he's pressured. So I kind of like Cleveland as a cheap defense this week. If you want to play right around the same price, you can look at Philadelphia. And you might say, well, you know, Minnesota's got a pretty high-powered offense coming to town, but we know that Kirk Cousins will throw interceptions if he's pressured. So I really like, I, I like the opportunity that, that both Philadelphia and Cleveland have this week. We have Josh ADHD from Fantasy Insiders and Roto-Grinders on the line, 713-780-ESPN. If you have any stardom, sit questions, anything you want to shoot his way, let's go to the callers right now. Chris, you're on Moneyline. What's up? Hi. Hey, how's it going? Hi, I have, a, I have a legit question. Should I start Kirk Cousins at Philly or Patrick Mahomes versus Jacksonville? Uh, you know, honestly, I don't think you can go wrong here. I, both quarterbacks are going to throw the ball quite a bit. Um, you might look at Cousins as a higher floor play. And also, I think maybe a little bit of a higher ceiling play. I like Mahomes quite a bit. You know, Mahomes has looked good with a lot of pressure around him already. We know that he can operate when things are really breaking down around him. So I don't think the Jacksonville defense poses too much of a threat. But I think just overall, I would probably give a slight edge to Cousins. All right, let's go back to another caller. Brent, you're on Moneyline. What's going on? Brent, you're on Moneyline. Yeah, what's going on, man? Hey, man, I've got the, um, the Broncos defense and the Cardinals defense. They're both projected at six points. I just don't know which one I should start over the other one. Uh, between the yeah, between those two, I would probably side on the side of the Broncos, and I think that's just because they're playing a rookie quarterback, and the Broncos got a ton of pressure, a ton of pressure on Mahomes last week, and Mahomes just happened to bail the uh, the Chiefs out every time. I don't know if Darnold's kind of got that game to him yet, so I have no problem playing the Broncos defense on the road. A game that has the spotlight under it this week because we want to see what both of these teams are. Jacksonville. At Kansas City, weather might not be the greatest. Uh, I guess there's uh, saying rain scattered out throughout the the game. But what do you think from an overall standpoint? Do you lay off uh, Tyreek Hill, for example, knowing that Jalen Ramsey's talking this big talk? Or where do you attack this game? You know, I I don't think there's any weather real weather concerns with this game. Uh, it did rain quite a bit in that area yesterday. I saw on Twitter that the Chiefs had left the field uncovered. So that might actually give a little bit of an advantage to both offenses since they're not having to react. 
as much. They get to make the move that they plan to make and try to get the defense to react. So from a footing perspective, I think the defense might be a tiny bit of a disadvantage game. Um, you mentioned Tyreek Hill. I love Tyreek Hill this week. I love it because really? he's, he's talking a big game. Yeah. He is going to draw Jalen Ramsey, but I think he's I think he's good enough to beat Jalen Ramsey. And the only question is going to be, will Kansas City throw at Jalen Ramsey? I think they will. I don't think that's going to be something that Mahomes is told to shy away from like a lot of other quarterbacks would be. So I, I think they'll do a lot like Pittsburgh did in the playoffs last year, and they'll just attack wherever the guys are supposed to be, and they'll just, it doesn't matter who's covering. That's interesting because, you know, Jalen Ramsey's kind of a big dude, and Tyreek Hill's kind of small and shifty, so that makes some sense that, you know, if Ramsey's going to struggle with anybody, that might be the type of player he would have some issues with. I know our morning show was talking about it, if, you know, Bouye would, would be put on him or, or how they were going to play it. So I find that interesting. A guy, I, I kind of like Hunt in this game. Maybe it's just his price or, or what. For some reason, I kind of like him this week. Do you think he can do anything? Yeah, and it's the interesting thing I saw last week is they finally started to use Hunt in the passing game a little bit. You know, leading up to Monday Night Football this week, he'd only seen three targets all season. Wow. So if they use Hunt today like they used him on Monday where he sees, you know, five or six targets, I really like him as a play. But if they don't use him in the passing game at all, then I, I think he's a really risky play. He's going to be touchdown dependent. So I guess it kind of depends on your feel. My feel is I think they'll have to use him in the passing game some today to keep the Jacksonville defense a little bit honest. Hey, Josh, so we, we've seen in the past, Bortles is successful whenever you're able to kind of limit what he does with the ball. With with Fournette out and, and Yeldon uh, scheduled to get a lot of the carries, with the weather uh, and with Kansas City's really, really bad pass offense, is Blake Bortles somebody that you still take a chance on? Bortles? Oh, yeah. I love Bortles this week. I think, yeah, I think the one game that we saw him play, the last game we really saw him play without Fournette, in the starting lineup was against Tennessee. And what we've learned since then is Tennessee has a really good defense this year. We didn't know that when Jacksonville played yet. Not for sure. So I think this week, Bortles is an excellent play. I'm using him in my cash lineups. We have Josh, ADHD from Roto-Grinders on the line, 713-780-ESPN. you got to take advantage of this. He's, not a, he's, he's a hard guy to get a hold of on a Sunday morning. We're just lucky to have him on. I want to ask you something here. Something more is not individual players to start, but I want you to give the people more of an overview of what they're looking for whenever they draft somebody as far as value, like uh, three times value, four times value. What are you looking for as far as a cash game when you get a player? What value does he need to reach to make it a decent pick? And on tournaments, what are you looking for? Because I know you look for more upside. So is it a 5X, 6X? What do you guide yourself on on the ceiling of a player whenever you're making uh, constructing lineups? Yeah, so on, on a cash lineup, you know, we talk about 3X and 4X, and, I, I, so, and I'm coming around on the idea that maybe that's antiquated thinking. At the time, it works, but I think that the people playing cash games and tournament games, they're evolving just like everybody else, and I think you have to use a little bit different methodology. So what I look at for cash games, I'm looking at a touch floor. So not necessarily what are they going to score, but I want to know that the volume is going to be there so that if they hit like a median level of production, you know, what I think they should hit for, let's say, 20 touches or eight targets or whatever, that I'm going to get enough production out of that volume to make me successful with my cash lineup. So what that leads me to in cash is getting rid of the riskier plays, guys that may only see four targets, players that might only see 10 rush attempts. Now I try to, I just go ahead and call those guys out of my pool and I find that I can make a lot better, clearer decision on my cash lineup if I do that. But for tournaments, obviously, if you're looking for ceiling, sometimes ceiling is a three- or four-touch player. We saw that with Calvin Ridley the past couple weeks. So a guy that doesn't play many snaps, it gets on, and he just lights it up on four or five targets. So you have to bring those guys back into your player pool when you're building your tournament lineup. We talk about you know 6X, 7X. Yeah, that's kind of the thing you need in, in tournaments because I have to, I have to know the player – in my lineup, has the ability to score 35 points or, you know, 28 annual points any week. And if I can if I construct a logical story around that, then I think I have a good reason to put him in my tournament lineup. Wow, that is really fantastic advice. Let me uh, pivot right here. As far as Ridley, you talked about him. What do you think of him this week? Do you think he can go off with those limited amount of targets in his matchup? 
Yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he's can go off any single week that we put him in our lineup. Now, the question is, is it reliable touch volume? And I don't necessarily know if it is. What we do see is that while he isn't playing many snaps, he's targeted heavily on the snaps where he's on the field. So uh, yeah. if, we, if we think that that game is going to shoot out, I think Ridley is an excellent play. Okay. I don't have any problems. In that same game, this guy has been absolutely killing me, and I'm talking about Austin Hooper at tight end for Atlanta. And I keep trying to use him as a t- as a cheap option, and he, he just hasn't seemed to really come through for me when I use him. I think this is my last week because the matchup's great. Steelers giving up over 20 fantasy points a game to tight ends. If he doesn't come through this week, he's officially dead to me, Josh. What do you think about him this week? I kind of like him this week. The only concern I've had is that that Atlanta has been in these spots where they should use a tight end with heavy volume, and they haven't done it this season. Hooper's just not getting the targets. And that's, at, at his price, I think I can pivot to two or three different tight ends and say, well, I think this player can get the same target volume. I think he can get a little more target volume, and I think it's going to be a more stable situation. So you know, this week I'm looking at Ricky Seals-Jones. I'm looking at Austin Severian Jenkins. I'm looking in a tournament lineup at Dallas Goddard. So I think there's some other guys around there that get a little more reliable volume that I would rather play this. Let's go back to the HRMP listener line. Sean, you're on Monday line. What's up? Hey, man, what's going on? Quick question. Actually, I got two questions. One, I've got uh, Calvin Ridley and Devonta Adams. I hear you talking about Ridley, but Devonta Adams has been pretty uh, – his floor has been pretty consistent. What do you think about the two? I would put Adams in your lineup this week. You know, they said he's going to play, and I trust that if he's going to play, he's going to be close to 100% and be ready to go. So he runs a lot of his routes out of the slot, and Detroit, in my opinion, can be gotten out of the slot. I don't see any reason to, to bench him this week. Awesome, awesome stuff. Josh from Fantasy Insiders and Roto Grinders on the line with us. I wanted to touch on a couple flyers before we get you off the line. I hear the name Marquez Valdez Scantling going around the the fantasy world. Tell me a little bit about him. Will you have him on any of your teams and some other guys maybe under five thousand that uh, that people should be rostering? Yeah, so uh, Marquez is a big and fast wide receiver rookie, and while he hasn't played very much this year. He's going to be chalking cash this week. I can guarantee that because he's $3,300, and it gives you a lot of flexibility to other spots in your roster. Personally, I'm not going to play him because I would rather see a little bit of game usage, a little bit of film on him to know what the offense is going to do with him in the lineup opposed to like Geronimo Allison or Randall Cobb. So personally, I'm going to skip him this week. But if we're looking for some other cheap wide receivers, we could talk about Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk has been getting some pretty good volume there in Arizona. They've been throwing him some deep passes. He should have had a touchdown last week on a long play. He's $3,700. I don't have any issue playing him. You can look at Taewon Taylor from the Titans. We know that um, Corey Davis is going to draw Davis White in Buffalo today. Taewon Taylor has been getting quite a bit of volume since Rashard Matthews left the team. I like him at $4,000. And then we could also look at Marvin Jones against the Green Bay Packers. He's $4,700 this week. He's the cheapest Detroit wide receiver, which is why I mentioned he might be worth the play. And we know that in the past, Marvin Jones has lit up the Packers. So, you know, there's some narrative there, not necessarily data back numbers, but some narrative there that indicates that Marvin Jones might be a really good play for 4,700. Great stuff, Josh. I, I'll never get tired of saying it. You're the most underrated guy in this game, man, and you know how much I follow you. So just go ahead and let everybody know where they can find your work, what you got going on. I know you told them last week, but I even, I've been telling people about this week. I, I went and watched that regression to the mean thing and, it gives you a chance to be football nerdy. Leave the, leave the actual pigskin aside and let's throw numbers out there, and that's what it's about. So, yeah, tell the people where they can get some of your info and what you got going on. Yeah, you can find my applications, all data-backed applications. You can find those on fantasyinsiders.com. And uh, some of our apps also run on rotorgrinders.com in the background and some of the uh, research tools. So you can find my work there. Um, I do a podcast. It comes on Wednesdays. It's called Aggression to the Mean. It's on the Rotor Grinders website in the premium section. And every other Monday, every couple of weeks, I do a podcast called The Guilt Cast, where we do a cash lineup review for DraftKings and FanDuel. And that'll be out on Monday mornings. And that'll be tomorrow morning, in fact. So that's where you can find me. All right, Josh. We're about to get you off here, but I'm an ex-girlfriend. I can't let you go, so we got to go back to the lines. Mo, you're on Moneyline. Make it quick. Hey, Real quick, uh, 12-man, standard, uh, Ajahi or Coutier from uh, 
from the from the Texans or from Dallas? Oh man, I think I would go with the Jai this week. I think I think Ajay is going to get some pretty good workload this week. Uh, Darren Sproles is still out, so there's a I think there's a chance that Ajay could get a couple of targets in addition to his rushing volume. We think that's going to be a pretty high scoring game. I really like Ajay in that situation. Jamal, you're on money line. What's going on? Hey, here about the Rams seven and a half in Seattle. Oof. All right, we're going to throw gambling real quick. I personally like Seattle outside that seven-point range. I believe that this is a game that they can even hit that back door. Rams coming off a big, tough game. I just – the home field always plays advantage at the 12th man, and I believe that that will get them right over that hump and leave that back door wide open for them. So, yeah, I would take the seven and a half. Personally, I'm not going to play it. There's very, very – there's plenty of better spots. Let's put it that way. I'll have some of those in the third segment this hour and uh, this coming up hour. So stay tuned. Let's go back to one more call before we get out of here. Keith, you're on Moneyline. What's up? Hey, hello. Go ahead, Keith. Go for it. Hey, uh, I got a question for you. I've um, got a question. Who are you starting to flex? Uh, John Brown or Chris Thompson from Washington? I'm going to go ahead and hang up the uh, list. Man, that's, that's actually pretty tough because I think Chris Thompson has a really good chance to get like six or seven catches this week and probably get close to 100 yards of total offense. Um, the only question is you got to wait till Monday night to play him, so you won't really have too many outs if you decide to do something different. But uh, John Brown's been super consistent this year. He's getting plenty of target volume. They're throwing the ball way down the field. Uh, that's one place where Cleveland has been a little bit vulnerable over the past couple seasons under the Greg Williams offense. I really don't think wrong decision here to be honest so i would just pull out the trustiest quarter you got in your pocket flip it and see which side it lands on at fantasy adhd is where you can find him rotor grinders fantasy insiders is where you can find his work josh once again like always you're the man thanks for coming on yeah thanks for having me fellas good luck to y'all this week let's go win some money you too thanks josh appreciate it man peace All right, guys. Well, we will be right back. We're up against it. We're going to come back with a lot more fantasy goodness for you on the other side. We want to thank Josh for joining us. And we're going to have our Gal Media All-Star segment. Let's do it. Yeah, Holly's going to be in studio for this one, so it should be fun. So, everybody stick around. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. All the way up. Out. Chanel crock back, ain't even out with the gold chains, Himalayan broken, lit it up, popped it, I hit him up, I'm talking color money, purple yin and blue germ, I got brown lira. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline97.5.